Okay, well, we're just having a lot of technical yeah. challenges this episode, so I'm back in Crackle Popland because yeah. my fancy pants mic just gave up on life for some reason, oh. um, and now we're having some Skype issues, so... It's a bad tech day. Sorry. Target water bottle. Okay, I'm sorry. I looked up and I thought all I saw, like, hoving into view was, like, a conical shape with coconuts on it. That would be, that would be incredible if that was, like, my podcast, like, (laughs) hydration choice. Just, like, a a party hat full of liquid. (laughs) Just, like, oh, gotta get my Kool-Aid on. That's what we do at Dark Morph Club, is party hats full of, full of special juice. Um. Welcome to Morph Club. Um, we just read book 10 of the Animorphs. I'm Which Megan. I'm Carrie. <laughs> book 10 is called... It's called I'm Carrie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should we restart? <laughs> sure. Oh my god. Maybe we should just keep going. I feel like I'm punchy because we're recording, <laughs> we're recording at 5 o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. And my brain is just a little dead from the week. Uh, but anyway, book 10 is definitely called The Android and not The Carry. Yeah. Although, your, your like, improvised name kind of fits because I realized after looking up info that Eric King, the new character in this book, is named after a fan who won a contest. Does he really? Yeah. Aww, I thought his... Oh, that's funny. I even thought his name sounded, like, too fakey to be real. Uh-huh. But, like, there's a real kid named Eric King somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that is a great name, so cheers to that kid. So, uh, book 10 is a book where we meet a bunch of androids called the Chi, and we also learned that Marco got a haircut. Yes. Because it's mentioned, I, I tallied every time it's mentioned. Oh, good, me too. It's mentioned seven times. <laughs> Four of okay, those. Okay, the one, I missed Tobias. I thought they were going to go through and have every single Animorph yeah. comment on Marco's haircut, but I didn't see Tobias do it. I think he was the only one who just did not care. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Tobias has moved past such petty human concerns as haircuts. <laughs> Tobias is too preened all the time to even care. It was just the first four were within the first 16 pages. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that is a really high haircut mention density for the first chunk of this book. And then there was a point where there were so many that it was funny to me. <laughs> like, it came oh, back. And then, good. like... And then I was like, if Eric mentions it, because he knew Marco, if he mentions it, I'm going to lose it. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Okay, here's what it took me way too long to figure out. I went back and looked at the, the Marco's first book cover yeah. and Marco's, and this book cover, and the, the kid actor does get a haircut <laughs> between books. Oh, apparently so, it's a whole new Marco. And like, yeah. I think the new kid had short hair. Yeah. So they're just like, write it in. So like, I knew this ahead <laughs> of time, and I was like, yeah, I guess she has to say something. But she just... <laughs> She didn't really need to have seven mentions. I know. It comes across as an attack on this poor cover art kid, too. It's like, look at your dumb hair. I'm sorry we paid you to be the face of Marco. It's even like, like, no, kid, it's fine. Your haircut's not that bad. I even feel like the way they describe it in the book is different from the cover. Like, in the yeah, book, yeah. In the book, one, at one point, he's described as having, like, Wolverine hair. Like, it's sort of, like, poking. <laughs> like, he's, like, a little Wolverine, like, hair ears. 
Yeah. But then, like, the book cover, he has, like, normal short hair. Like, there's no shape to it. It's just head-shaped. Like, it's a little it's a little Zoolander hair. Like, a little bit. Like, it straight up into the air. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's a perfectly acceptable child haircut. That was, like, normal also, back then. as a then. kid, like, I had bowl cuts through yeah. a much older age than I'm willing to admit. Like, it's fine. Middle school is hard. <sighs> Poor Marco. Although he... Poor Marco. And he claims that it makes him look more cute, because that's what the lady who cut his hair told him. Yes, she told him his cuteness quotient had risen from a nine to a definite ten. Oh, Marco. Which is not, it's not helping Marco's yeah. ego, although he's really cute about it. He has such a strong, he's funny a, voice. He's a strong boy, because every, no. everyone else is not impressed. No. And he sticks it out. He defends his haircut, I think, every time yeah. it's brought up and, like, mocked relentlessly. I mean, in the end of the book, he's like, I decided I'm going to keep it short just to show them <laughs> That was, like, his journey through this book. But, okay, yes. Also, he didn't really have a different... The emotional... So I, I had trouble this with this book. one. I enjoyed it from an action-adventure point of view, but I couldn't get an emotional hook into yeah. it as well as I could with most of the other uh, canonical books as opposed to Megamorphs, which we're just deciding doesn't exist. Yeah. No, I had, I had trouble with it because there were parts that I liked, um, and there were parts of the stuff with the Chi that I liked... But yeah. then there is some stuff where it's just like, I don't know how seriously I'm supposed to take this. I don't know if I buy any of these. Like, they're, they're trying to bring up, like, sort of, like, moral questions that I feel like I was just like, I don't even understand the goalposts of this. From. Like, Yeah, yeah. They're not setting up a fair field almost. And yeah. especially to come on the heels of Cassie's book, which explicitly tackled like the morality yeah. of everything they're doing in such a strong way and made it the focus of the entire book. I wanted this book to be told from Cassie's perspective yeah. or from Axe's perspective or from somebody who would spend more time on the big picture questions. Yeah. Um, and you know, Marco's like understandably distracted with his mom and his dad and his terrible haircut, <laughs> but I also had uh, I had a trouble I had trouble approaching it from that standpoint. Yeah, I I don't know. I had so much because there there were a lot of things I liked, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, like the, I love I love that the chi are just metal furries. I love I, that they're just humanoid dogs. Like I like but made of made of robot parts. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. I like I like that they're connected to dogs. Like I like that they came to Earth and they were like, we like these animals. Yeah. The other animals are like garbage. But like there is there is some stuff with them where it felt like. Like, I feel like the Andalites are more grounded, even though they're blue deer people. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I think maybe some of that for me came from the fact that all of this is told to us, whereas with the Andalites, we get Andalite point of view. So the Chi are a race of androids created by another alien race, the Pemolites? Pemolites? Which I kept saying Pedialyte. Yeah, I think I almost (laughs) wrote, I I almost wrote like Pedialyte or like (laughs) Permalite? Like, like oh, that sounds like the the hair dye that you would use to fix Marco's terrible haircut. <laughs> but oh. but they they were like an alien race that were they were like dog people. They were, but they were short dog. They people, were peaceful. Which made them extra cute. They were peaceful, they were tiny dog people. They're like four feet tall. <gasps> they were short dog people who yeah. were like <laughs> who were super peaceful and like they forgot just to play. How to yeah, fight. they forgot how to fight. And it's they really, like it's cute. And they just like played. And then they got killed by the howlers. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to. And they built these robot dogs who. <laughs> 
who like they, they built them to be their friends basically yeah. like they even named them their word for friend yeah and then they, they I like that they said they had like a year long celebration yes when yes, they made a robot that could tell a joke they partied for a year and if that isn't the <laughs> best thing you've ever heard I don't know what to tell yeah, you yeah so I was like I did enjoy that but then it's like they come like there's only a couple Pemalites left and they go to earth with their remaining chi robots and this is like 50,000 years ago. So there's like nothing on Earth. And so they, there's, there's a couple people stomping around, but wolves haven't been domesticated yet, crucially. Yeah. So they come to Earth and they like, um, they, they look at wolves and they're like, those are pretty good. <laughs> but you know what would make them better? If they were like nice and cute. Yeah. So they like yeah. make them into dogs and then it's like, oh, by the way, these aliens created dogs? <laughs> Like, I think something about that, like, it wasn't even that they, like, it wasn't, like, I feel like if it had just been that they came to Earth and recognized, like, that dogs were like them and they were protecting them or something, it's the fact that they engineered dogs where I'm just like, this this makes no sense. Like, (laughs) Yeah, they didn't, so they didn't domesticate dogs. They grafted the essence of Pemolites, of the dying Pemolites, into wolves. Yeah. So I think they they say the dogs of Earth are all that is left of Pemolite souls. And this is like Jupiter ascending yeah. of whack. Like, and I like it for that part, but I also, I think it contributed to like, I don't know who the Pemolites are. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I wish we had one, had one of their perspectives because yeah. instead, like, it's their creation, like the Chi who obviously idolize them and also like, are their dog pet yeah. friends just going on at length about they're so peaceful and perfect. Like, I... Thought they were very cute, and I enjoyed how weird their origin story <laughs> yeah. was. But I don't know. It felt like it felt like a lot to to be suddenly given in one book. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I think like also I, true. I feel like if maybe they'd been mentioned, but we didn't know anything about them before, I would feel like. I mean, I think it's obviously that they didn't come up with them until recently. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. It just, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, maybe we should start with the beginning of the book. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, get sorry. To... So that, that was like 99% through the book yeah. when we get into those hot deets. But let's rewind for a minute. Yeah. So at the beginning of the android, um, Marco and... Which also, big, big spoiler in the title right yeah. there on this one. Also, yeah. I was looking at like um, the back, like the, I could find the back cover, like original summaries. And like uh-huh. I think what I think or maybe it was a preview for that came in a, like the previous book like, of the next book, and like in the preview they have like the whole clip where they basically give away what this mysterious kid Eric King's deal is. <laughs> it's like Aww. in the preview of the next book. But anyway, this book opens with Marco and Jake. Um, like Marco wants to go to a concert and he's trying to convince Jake to go with him in disguise as dogs, which is great. Which is like Good plan. the most. It's so innocent. And then, like, Marco has to basically convince Jake into doing it by, um, like, saying, like, I'm going to go anyway. And Jake's like, well, <laughs> if you say that, I'm going to have to go. And <laughs> that was just so I great. I did like that. I thought that was cute that they have to weasel their way around their poor dad, Jake, trying his best to be this authority, but who also really wants to see this offspring concert. <laughs> offspring. So <laughs> yeah, I like so I like that. Jake explicitly says to Marco, like, well, if I was going to go, I'd have to be looking out for you. Like, he, like, is, like, trying to get, like, Marco to unlock the secret of how to get Jake to have fun. Oh, man. I'm so sad that they have to back, you know, backwards scooch their way into convincing him to do anything that's not, I'm your leader, let's draw straws. But I'm also glad that they're able to do that. 
Um, also, we missed a really important uh, Animorphs plot point, oh, no. which is sports watch. <laughs> um, they shot some hoops before yeah, they, they started did. their concert discussion, and the whole time they're talking about being dogs, Jake is just dribbling a basketball down the street. Yeah, so, that's normal. There you go. Yeah. It's what, it's what they do. That's the, the I mean, that is, like, no, jokes aside, it's a totally normal kid thing to dribble a basketball down the street. I just like that Jake Jake is hanging on oh, to yeah, his no. basketball dreams, even though he will never make the team. Oh, yeah, no. I'm also just imagining them, like, um, what do we usually do? Oh, we play basketball. Let's let's do that so the Yurks oh. pick the Yurks to be <laughs> oh, a cover story. Oh, no. Oh, that's 20% sadder. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, so Marco convinces Jake to go to the concert as a dog. So so the two of them morph, like Marco got his own dog morph, and they go to the concert and they have a good time being dogs. Um, they they roll around in garbage because they're garbage boys. Yep. Because <laughs> they they were they were driving that garbage. I mean that like truck and hitting garbage cans in the last book. It's <laughs> so like an ongoing. <laughs> Okay, so in addition to tracking hands that Axe cuts off and yeah. foods Axe eats and eyeballs Tobias scoops, <laughs> do we now need to track trash mentions and animals? <laughs> trash watch. I don't know if I'm up for trash watch. Wow, I was not, sorry, I was not fully aware of just how punchy <laughs> I was when I made that joke about being punchy, but I've, I've hit a threshold of some kind. It's that, like, Friday grind. You gotta, like... Yeah, yeah, it is. The whole week is just holding you down. <laughs> Um, I gotta cut my <laughs> cut my trash wings free and fly. Um, so, um, Marco spends a lot of time at the concert, like feeling like like <laughs> like he's a dog, right? But he keeps yeah. going like girls love dogs; they're gonna be all <laughs> over me. Marco, Marco, like Marco, you got some misconceptions Marco. about how things work, my friend. Like. He, like, even goes up to one girl, and he's like, I couldn't tell if she was cute, but she was petting me. I'm like, Marco, you're a dog. Calm down. <laughs> so, oh. they have a good time. Yeah, uh, they do. And they also, the, so the concert takes place at this big outdoor arena, and I'm mad that they forgot that they already gave it the perfect name of <laughs> capital C, City Arena. Like, why would you not bring that back? It's been established. <laughs> um, other fun, other fun Trek notes. Um, I like that they walk past an ecology bookstore when they're doing their garbage <laughs> trek run because now we know where Marco got his cool ant facts book from or whoever was reading <laughs> their book about ants. I love it. I love it. Um, man. And so this this morph, the dog morph, is much less bad than the bug morphs that we've had oh, so yeah. far, which was nice. But it did make me think about, I want to establish, like, a Mr. Yuck scale of morphing to talk about how bad morphs are. Where at the one end, there's, like, Alex's morph to fill up, which is not terrible, it's just like, and then Axe was human, and they don't go into gross detail about bones, and it's just like, okay, now he's human, that's cool. And then all the way at the other end is like, <laughs> lobsters and ants and gross. Um, like the no-no morphs <laughs> that we just don't want to talk about. Um, and I feel like this one kind of lands in the middle, like a solid, like, nah, like still didn't want to read about it, but it wasn't that bad. I don't know. Yeah. The worst thing that happened was Jake's face was bulging out like something was trying to climb out of his mouth. Oh, boy. Which is, like, it's pretty <laughs> bad, but it's yeah. not as bad as Chitin. Yeah. Like, at least there's no, like, skin turning into, like, a hard substance. <laughs> right. And, I, I mean, that's a low bar to set, yeah. but I do want us to have some kind of relative thing that we can refer to. I think also marking, Marco describing um, his tail... Like forming with no, like, oh, it was that like, was, yeah, it was not great. 
but it was still better than any description of any bug or like related animal, like non animal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe that's the anchor point: is everything except bugs are a bug, and yeah. everything is always going to be bad, but it's never going to be quite as bad as a bug. Yeah. Oh man. So they're having a good time, and they see this kid who, like, specifically, they're like, oh. That's Eric King. He transferred out of our school a year ago, which is, like, so specific. Um, yeah. But apparently Marco was, like, friendly with him or, like, he would say hi to him in the hallways, but then Jake refers to him as Marco's friend. So I think it it was – I think Marco's trying to play it cool here about this yeah, kid. Yeah, the way, the way Jake plays it cool about Marco. <laughs> so, um, so the thing that's mysterious about this Eric King kid who's handing out the sharing flyers is that he has no smell. No. No smell. <laughs> um, and so they figure something's up, um, and they think he's a controller because he he's handing out flyers for the sharing. Um, right. So we have a we have a double mystery, which is what's going on with this kid who's not in the smell escape, yeah. and why would the Eurics recruit someone who doesn't smell? Yeah. So and they go back and tell everyone this, and like understandably, everyone is like, "What? What's your? What do you like? mean? <laughs> like, are you sure you didn't just like have like?" A problem? Like, are you sure that this is a, real <laughs> a reverse thing? problem? A reverse problem where he doesn't need to shower ever? Yeah, yeah. like maybe he's just very clean. <laughs> he's a clean boy. Oh, um. So I, I, I just I like that he was specifically an anti-transfer student. He was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is like subverting all those tropes of like mysterious transfer student who joins our class, and instead it's oh whatever whatever happened to that kid who transferred out of our school and into a different anime. Oh, that's Eric. <laughs> He'll be back. Don't worry about him. Um. So so they spend a while trying to figure out how to track down this kid because this is before like everyone used Google. Um, oh man, this is, I love all of their plans. All of their plans are great, which includes surveillance and infiltration and deception. And someone proposes that Axe can try and tap into the internet and get past all the security buffers and locate him, which is like, yeah, I mean, bust out your cyber deck and get Kraken, like trace that IP and we'll find him somehow. Okay. And then our goddess of like thinking Reason. rationally yeah. finally is like, Cassie just goes, Hey. We could look him up in the phone book. <laughs> like, guys. Like, like I just, oh. I'm so thankful that there's someone there going, hey, the Yerks would have need a permit for that thing. <laughs> um, we should figure that out. Or like, hey, guys, we can just look it up in the phone book. Oh. oh, Cassie, thank you for being there and being grounded in reality to some degree. So, uh, um, we also, Rachel also tells Marco that his haircut looks like he has a small monkey living on top of his head, <laughs> which again is very harsh. The cover photo is not yeah, that bad. He looks fine. Like if I saw that kid, I would have had no, like no reaction. Just like it's a child. Like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. Oh, I can categorize this one and move on. It's a youth. Yeah. Like I guess maybe it's just that everyone knows that Marco is like really into his hair and now they like want to knock him down a peg. <laughs> So this mean. is what you get for having high self-esteem, you teen. Join the rest of us in hell. How dare you call yourself cute all the time. Oh. So, um... He's very resilient, though. He's into... He's still into himself, strong, and I appreciate that. Yeah, he's strong and tough. Um, yes. Strong and tough in his sureness of his cuteness. So they figure, like, I guess we should get some people to go, like, look for his house and see if he's there. Or if it's a different King family. Um, and also Marco, in his, like, 
narration is saying that like oh eric went to his mother's funeral um and that's part of why he feels like obligated to kind of check this out um which is interesting um so i think it's it's jake and wait no who (laughs) so i think cassie tobias and marco are the only ones who are free to work on this jake and rachel have capital R reasons that I don't remember that they can't do yeah. it tonight. Like, probably kid reasons because they this were, felt like a very they were low middle school reasons. drama book. Yeah, low stakes reasons. Like, oh, uh, Jake had, I know what it is, Jake had the English essay yeah. that Marco then, like, totally bulls his way through like, in two pages. Yeah, I think Rachel's dad was taking her and her sisters to Hard Rock Oh, out to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, specifically Hard Rock Cafe. Oh. Those are still around, right? Yup, there's one in Times okay. Square. Okay, I, I, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of Rainforest Cafes, maybe. Oh, I never went to one of those. They're those probably a, quite an experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't imagine they're around anymore. I went to one once, and it was just mm, hot and humid and wet, which is always how I want to feel when I'm eating food or just at any point in my life. Yeah, I love having a berg while it's just, oh, like, moist. No! <laughs> like, gross That's around. a good sticky berg. That's <laughs> what I like to bite into. We have to move on. I'm making yeah, myself I don't upset. Want this. I don't I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so anyway, so Cassie and I think Axe goes with them and Marco fly mm. over his birds to go check out the Eric household, or I guess all the Eric's in the phone book. I, I like, I was yep. unclear. Um, so they just go to check out to make sure which house is his. Um, and we don't actually see much of them checking them out. Cause the next day, like Marco tells Jake what happened. Um, but th- he, Marco does say that like, there was like a pretty girl in one of the houses and he wanted to like Marco. keep watching. And then Cassie, like, made him stop and i'm just like marco calm down what are you doing i mean i guess you're like 12 years old my dude <laughs> like i guess he's like a, the beginning to be a teen but calm oh, down. And i know and i know it's coming from like a posturing place and like feeling need yeah. to perform but i still like oh honey it's okay <laughs> so um then there's like a weird thing where like they're at lunch and like marco's trying to write his essay for school <laughs> um <laughs> I like that they specifically are like, oh, yeah, Marco has to write this essay. So, like, like I just like the little, like, real things about, like, Cassie was worried about her grades in the last book. And in this book, Marco's struggling to finish this essay on time. Mm-hmm. Like, Jake can't go to something because he has to write his essay. Like, I like the little, like, reality touches because I think in, like, like I was watching Teen Wolf a couple years ago. And the one thing that drove me crazy – well, a lot of things were driving me crazy. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but one thing that was, like – it was really frustrating is that like they kept making a point that they were in high school but then they would have no actual high school problems oh like it was all like that's wolf cheating problems. that's cheating you don't get to try to set your thing in a real world analog and then never have the real world affect them yeah that's even even in a book like this where there's not as strong an emotional through line i feel like they do that really well as balance these moments of okay here's something an actual middle schooler would also be dealing with yeah. with here's some dog dog droids dog androids that we need to save (laughs) so so yeah so the weird thing about this part is that marco's writing his essay like whatever but then jake goes off to talk to cassie and then like marco is like narrating something about how like oh at school we try to keep or like in public we try to keep like our friend groups to what they were before the animorphs Mm -hmm. and i was just like but then why is jake going over to cassie like i guess they were friendly, but why is he leaving Marco? Because he and Marco right. are known friends. Known <laughs> friends. Under the list of known associates for Jake, Chapman has a big old poster of Marco on that red string billboard he's got going to solve the Andalite Bandits problem. 
maybe we weren't supposed to notice that at all. Or maybe they just meant, that's why yeah, all I three th- of us weren't sitting together at a table. Yeah, I guess it was I, supposed to be, like, why they weren't sitting in a group. But for a second, I was yeah. like, is he supposed to be pretending like he and Jake don't know each other? That's what's <laughs> not. <laughs> makes no sense. They're not doing a good job, also. <laughs> they always see each other all the time. Yeah, like, it, it like it's just, it's just, like, the thing about this, like fiction that they're like positive like the, the fiction that they're like oh we have to keep the yerks from knowing I'm like it makes so mm-hmm. much sense for you all to hang out though like two of you are related yeah cassie and jake like they like each other and it would also make sense that jake once he knows this girl who's friends with his cousin might have a crush like, it, like they, right. they were already right. kind of friendly before they became animals and it's not like they cannot they're not gonna think with- like oh they're not going to think, like, oh, the six Andalite bandits, these four kids have started hanging out together. It must be them. Like, there's a lot of holes in that plan. And I, you know, maybe it's paranoia, but I also don't quite get where it's coming from. Yeah. So from from this convoluted, like, telephone game of Marco tells Jake, tells Cassie, here's what we're going to do. They joke a little bit about the bad food. Again, a very nice <laughs> grounding middle school moment. Yeah. Um, and oh, that sets Marco off thinking about the sharing, and he notes that the adults in the sharing do business deals together and take weekends at ski resorts, which is not helping its perception of being a cult, right? Also, like what? There's also some stuff where he was talking about how the Yerks um, want willing. They want willing hosts, basically. So he was saying, oh, yeah. like, so they have a lot of things where you have to go up in levels before you get to the point where you get control. It's Scientology, yeah, like, right? This is going clear in the documentary in, like, <laughs> YA, <laughs> not even YA form. Like, yeah. you have to go up the bridge, and then you'll go clear. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, I really want to know if Kay Applegate had specific cults in mind when she was making this sharing. Well, someday, but yeah, someday on a very special episode when we get to interview her in our dreams, we will be sure to ask. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so yeah, so they're they're thinking about um, how they're going to have to infiltrate. They're going to have to track down this Eric kid and see how, like, if he's like one of the Vissers, if he's. Like, some kind of, like, extra yerk. Like, they don't know what his deal is. Um, so after school, Marco goes and meets up with Tobias. And they're both flying around. They almost get killed by a peregrine falcon who's not Jake. Yep. Just a real Poor bird. Poor Tobias. Tobias is just a real bird. <laughs> just a real danger bird. Real Tobias's bird. life is terrible. Yeah, I feel like every book, there's just a reminder that, like, Tobias could get killed by, like, a random Yeah, by bird. a cat. By a, a cat. bird. Yeah, yeah, and it's always a throwaway mention, which is really effective <laughs> for building, like, Tobias's life continues to be bad even when we don't see it on screen. Although there's a point where I, I start to just, like... Like, just be like, oh, my God, why? Why is this? <laughs> <laughs> just let, why? <laughs> just let him live. Let him live. Please. Um, let so, bird boy live. So, so, so the bird boys um, go to the school that Eric is now at, which I, I don't know what kind of school it is, but they go to watch him. And poor Eric is being bullied and and Tobias <laughs> like relentlessly yeah. bullied. So Tobias wants to go like swoop in and attack the bullies, which I really liked. Um, yeah, I was I was concerned this was suddenly going to be a child murder yeah. episode, <laughs> and that Tobias was going to take out a like a teen's eye. That would be that would be incredible. Um, it would be. <laughs> so they so they watch this and then like Eric like runs. <laughs> okay, this is like there's a lot of parts in this book that like. 
Oh. Go from, like, the reality that the Animorphs already have into, like, a cartoon reality. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, and this this was definitely one of them. Because, like, Eric is, like, I guess he's trying to avoid the bullies, and he, like, darts in front of, like, a, a school bus hits him. I don't, I couldn't. He doesn't, it's not that he runs into the road and gets hit by a bus. It's, it's so it's not, like, oh, is it Mean Girls where that yeah. happens at the very end? Yeah. yeah which is amazing, and That's we should just talk about that movie. But he runs into the side of a bus which feels like it takes incredible precision, right? Like, yeah. a bus is probably traveling pretty quickly, so he runs into the street and, like, runs into yeah. the side of a moving bus, and that, like, makes his hologram flicker, yeah. and just for a second they see, like, dog droid Eric on the ground Although, instead of human Eric. <laughs> they don't even see a dog droid, they just see, like, a shape. Oh, like, metal parts, yeah. And I guess... Like, metal and plastic parts. Like, and I guess the reason why they can't make out what it is is that earlier Marco was saying, like, from above, all people mm-hmm. just kind of look like ovals. So oh, I guess yeah. that's, like, I'm realizing now that might be the reason why they don't realize that it's a robot dog. I didn't even think of that. Um, but, like, I was definitely just picturing, like, a, like, early iMac. <laughs> like, <laughs> I not make sense. Of. Oh, that's amazing. Like, cause oh, it's, like. Just, like, a cute, chubby plastic yeah, computer. Just, like, I love that. a little, that. like, triangle. <laughs> like, because they're, they're saying there's, like, metal, but also, like, a white, milky yeah. plastic, which is, like, very, yep, okay. like. That's it, exactly. Yeah, like, that could be the design document for early IMAX. Yeah, like the flower power IMAX that we had when I was <laughs> little. Like. Aw. Um, so, yeah, so they're like, something's up with this kid. <laughs> He's like a hologram robot man or something. Um, He's a little pile of bits, and we're worried about him. <laughs> so they, so yeah, so understandably, they go back and are like, hey, Axe. What's up with that? And then Axe, <laughs> oh, Axe, like, Axe makes his Axe makes his entrance by jumping over a fallen log again. Uh, so this I love is it. just his mo, right? That's twice now. <laughs> Although, okay, wait. Before they meet up, Marco has mm. to call Jake about it. Oh, and yeah. And this is when we get into like a big conversation where um, Marco calls Jake's house and Tom picks up, and Tom basically is trying to sell Marco on the sharing, and but more important, he's trying to sell Marco's dad on coming to an mm-hmm. event. Um, because Marco's dad is still working for the rocket company, like secret NASA, fake NASA. NASA. Um, so he has like a high up, like intelligence, like tech job. Um, Mm -hmm. so Marco is now like an interesting prospect for Tom to try to get in and get his dad. It's so predatory. It's so so spooky. And the way that Tom is playing him in this conversation is like so... It's like he knows how to like pick at Marco because he's in Tom's brain. So he's saying like, "Hey Marco, like we're go- we're having a jet like a water ski trip. There aren't enough boys. It's all girls. Mm-hmm. Like you should come along." <laughs> and like I know this is oh. weird, but you could totally bring your dad. Like I know. Oh, like, my God. And it's just like oh. so clumsy, but like he also is like hitting the exact notes that would get Marco right. if he didn't right. know. Like what he's going he's on. got the telemarketer script, but he hasn't got like the human nuance <laughs> and emotion to know like don't bring your dad on a teen water ski yeah, trip. Don't cry. Cross like the stream of like trying to get like hey oh, no. hey dude there's some cute girls and also like <laughs> have some together time with your dad like, <laughs> um, so understandably Marco is not happy because he realizes what's going no. on pretty fast um and so as soon, he's furious he's so mad so as soon as like Jake gets on the line Marco starts like screaming which is a bad idea because Tom's right there. But I totally get it because this is horrifying. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, Jake barely manages to talk him down before he screams like, you're loud yeah. enough. Probably for Tom to hear it 
through Jake's headset, yeah. like not needing to even pick up the sneaky second line. So Jake talks him down and like very calmly like carries on a fake half of the conversation while Marco is doing some deep breathing exercises yeah. and trying to walk backwards from wanting to kill every controller he knows. But that was a that was a rough was, phone call. It was so tough. And it was like when Tom first picked up, I thought it would just be like sort of a like flavor, like, oh, it's Tom trying to get people to join the sharing. But then it was Me like too. this really sinister, like calculated thing of trying to get not just Marco, but Marco's dad. Like Marco doesn't really matter. It's the dad. Um, yeah. That's like the one person Marco has left. Um, it's just awful. So yeah, the ruthless calculus of Yerkes. So anyway, so the kids all meet up. Um, <laughs> Dex jumps in. Yes, X sparkle leaps over yeah. a log into the scene. I it's good. It. Um, um, Cassie's looking at some baby opossums, yeah. uh, which, and I loved that uh, Marco jokes to Tobias about don't eat them. Yeah. And this was Cassie and Tobias's entire plot yeah, in the previous so book cute. was Tobias eating a small animal. But this is great because Cassie is like much more understanding yeah. at this point and says like, no, Tobias has a right to be a hawk, and they joke about yeah. it. Um, and it's really good. It's that also, was a nice emotional moment. I also like that, like, there, like the way that it's written is it's sort of implied that, like, Cassie and Tobias have had conversations about it. Yeah. Because, like, it starts – because, like, Marco doesn't know what's going on because he, like, doesn't know anything about everything that happened with the two of them in the last book. So, like, Marco is just like, hey – like, what's up with those baby things? And, like, Tobias is like, oh, I know they're there or something like that. <laughs> like, there's some kind of thing, like, as if, like, he's already been eyeing them. But then, like, he and Cassie... He and Cassie have already talked about it. Yeah, and then, like, Cassie's sort of like, oh, I know he has a right to be a hawk, but these babies but are so, so cute. cute. And then Tobias is just like, okay, they're off limits. <laughs> it's just like, I like that, but now they're in, like, a little bit more of a, like calm place about it where like yeah both of them are like like tobias will willingly agree to like certain things being off limits but cassie won't get mad at him if he didn't agree to that with something like right it's nice right and it does like you said it shows that they've done the work of not just like being able to tolerate each other's company but talking through it to a place where they can actually find like a midpoint a compromise between like his reality and hers I, yeah, I really like it. Um, it was good. That was a nice moment. Yeah, so... Oh, and then we go from that cuteness into the sick burn of Axe asking Marco if he's suffering from an illness because <laughs> his hair has suddenly become shorter. Like, Axe! Like, <laughs> Axe, why? <laughs> I know. I mean, maybe... Axe doesn't even understand how to walk on two legs, so I don't know where he gets off trying to tell Marco <laughs> that his haircut is bad. Like, I guess maybe Axe is due to have, like, a comeback because Marco has been tricking <laughs> him for books and books. That's true. He's but... been blackmailing him and just dragging him into bad situations. And sort of, like, but... joking about things, but Axe yeah. doesn't understand that he's joking. Mm-hmm. But still, I was just like, come on, guys, it's hair. It's not that big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you're middle oh. school, it's a big deal. Um, yeah. So they ask Axe, what's the deal with this robot kid? And then right. Axe just goes, I don't know. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Even though later in the book, he's like, oh, he might be an android. I'm like, why didn't you right. bring that up to begin with? Like, just <laughs> when as they a talked st- about, like, a robot, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't think of androids. Okay. Just, like, as a starting point, you could go, well, just spitballing. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> like, some, there's a bunch of androids that a bunch of aliens make, apparently. <laughs> Right, right, that she aren't presented as, like, an isolated case. It's like, no, no, everybody can do artificial intelligence, except for humans and probably Yerks. Yeah. Oh, Axe. I, although we, oh, Axe. we do know that he didn't pay attention in class a lot. So. Yes, that's true. So that could justify it. But he does um, know what I, androids are. Like, come on, Yeah, and he, and he even has thoughts on, like, um, 
the way that Eric presents, which is probably through a 3D hologram yeah. disguise. He like, thinks so. I don't, I don't know why he couldn't work backwards from like, okay, what's under there? Like, uh, I like that. Oh yeah, no. I like just like even if you don't know what alien race created him, mm-hmm. like if you know that there are things that exist that are like hologram robots, right. be like, oh well, I don't know what if he's a Yurk robot or what, but he's probably a robot with a hologram <laughs> body. Oh, just you know, just one of those. I do like that Axe giggles when Marco thinks like, oh well, maybe maybe the hologram is powered by something super powerful like nuclear oh, power, yeah. and Axe is just like. <laughs> <laughs> nuclear power. You no, primitive it's much more advanced. <laughs> yeah. It was so yeah, I like that he gets to have like smug moments sometimes. Yeah. It he needs that yeah. one. Like this poor lonely alien boy, uh I will never begrudge him a moment of self-satisfaction. Um so now that they've arrived at this point of like okay, so how is he creating this disguise? It's probably a hologram. Axe also realizes that something with a kind of vision that doesn't see on the same visual spectrum that humans do mm-hmm. would probably be able to see right through it. Um, and Marco knows what's coming next. <laughs> Some gross more. Yeah. And he's totally he's right. right. And he he's also, totally right. And he also goes, no bugs. <laughs> and then, like, the next chapter, the other animals oh. are like, hey, so we figured out what animal it should be. And, he, and uh-huh. it's, it's a wolf spider. Mm-hmm. And Cassie's like, it's not technically an insect, but it's come on. It's an arachnid. And Marco says, go away, Cassie. Go away, go away, go away. <laughs> I am not going to morph a spider. Yeah. Which is who? good. Like, it's, it's. I mean, I guess. Okay, who? We know who. It's Axe. Yeah. Axe is super into yeah. being a spider because with eight legs, it won't fall over like a human. Yeah, I like that specific. Like, Axe isn't even there to say this. Like, Jake is telling Marco about this later. He's like, oh, yeah. Yes. Axe thinks it's cool. He's <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of legs. So Axe oh. is in. <laughs> um, so they, they draw straws, basically, to see who's going to morph the spider. And yeah, since drawing straws worked yeah. out so well for Jake oh, yeah. the last time they tried it. And they, they do say that, like, they're not going to let Cassie do it because she's tried the new morphs the last couple times. Um, and Jake is also heavily implying that it should be Marco, which made me wonder if he rigged this straw yeah. thing. Yeah, if he learned from his short straw mistake and was yeah. like, okay, a good leader must also lie to his people sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the prince, the, the war prince of this group. Oh, Prince Jake. Although I guess he's not really agreeing to that that point yet. Um, so anyway, so Marco draws this, the short straw. And he has to morph into a, a tarantula, or not a tarantula. The tarantula is the cover of the book. The right, actual spider right. is much smaller. Yeah, Photoshop, wow, way to project this unrealistic body image on all spiders <laughs> yeah, by geez. presenting a tarantula instead of a wolf spider. Like, we can't all be, we can't all be tarantulas, okay? Some of we us- can't all have eight thigh gaps, okay? Yeah. Some of us are just human. Like, it's just, it's not right. Not all spiders look like that. Um, <laughs> so it's hurtful. <laughs> Oh man, spiders don't have thighs. <laughs> they've, they've got like where their top oh, legs no. join the body. Yeah, I don't know, like your thorax intersection <laughs> gap. I don't know. That's not as snappy. We'll we'll fix that later. I mean, we should interview a spider to like really find out. <laughs> um, so uh, poor Marco and Axe morph into spiders. Um, yes. Oh, and Axe, Axe, as if that weren't bad enough, Axe takes some time to introduce the future awful plot point <gasps> of what happens to your body when you morph something tiny. He does it. And what happens, yeah. He does it so offhand. Like, yep. they're, like, about to morph, and, and like, they're just kind of, they're just kind of, like, talking, I think, as they're going to wherever they're morphing, and Marco's like, oh, man, 
I hate books. This is not going to be fun. And and Axe is like, yes, I also do not like morphing small anim- like small things. Like it's it's very it's scary. And Marco's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I guess I'm afraid I'm going to get squished. It's and then Axe is like, oh no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I always think about Z space. <laughs> like, and then he just like casually is like, oh yeah, <sighs> when you morph, your mass like goes to Z space and it's just held there while you're in this other body. And, Which is awful. Yeah. It's just a bag of guts. Yeah, like, it's just like, it's just like, organ, like, there's organs, there's, ma- like, he describes it as mass, and then, act, and then Marco. And, like, is, is your real human brain out there? Yeah. Is everything you do being transmitted from this infinite distance? Yeah. It's horrifying. It's like, Marco is like, oh, do you mean there's a bunch of, like, Marco guts and stuff out in Z-Space when I morph? And Axe is just like, yeah. So, like, and also, and also, yeah. spaceships travel through Z space, so they might hit it. Yeah. Like, a spaceship might just kill you traveling through Z space, and its shields would disintegrate you, and that would be the end. Yeah, and then, and, and Axe is like, oh, like, this is only like a, a one in a couple million chances, but like, the way he says it makes it seem that, like, in Andalite homeworld, he's lying. Like, in yeah. Andalite homeworld, this is a thing that is known to sometimes, like, like, then, Why would you know that this could happen unless it had happened? Right. And then Marco is just like, oh, like, so, like, a ship could, like, hit into, like, my mass? And and Axe is like, oh, well, that's not what happens. And Marco's like, oh, okay, okay, everything's fine. Phew. And then Axe is like, oh, no, like, it won't hit into it. It'll just burn it up in the, like, fe- force field outside the ship or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not helping. No, it's really not. Yeah, I think this is where either Jake or Marco tells Axe to, like, you don't have to be, like, you know how we told you to be honest with us? Honest with us? Yeah. Uh, maybe, like, not When it's something time. really terrifying and not useful, then maybe don't tell us that thing. And he's like, okay, my prince. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, Axe, um... Woof. So they morph into spiders. Um, Marco says, I wouldn't be needing any bones, I guess. <laughs> and he doesn't. Marco's also trying really hard to keep his eyes closed, but discovers partway into the morph that spiders don't have eyelids, so that doesn't help for long. No, and he also describes his eyes as popping out of his head like zits. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, there were like five, pa- what, read like five pages yeah. of bug morph in this one, and I did not like it. I learned about petty pulps, yeah. and I hate them. I yeah. don't like them. Yeah, apparently spiders have like extra little wiggly, like not quite legs near their face that like. I'm really them. sorry you all can't see the visual <laughs> that Megan is doing right now. Just, it's very like, good. Flop your hand <laughs> near your chin. <laughs> so, um, that's oh. fun. That's fun. Well, okay, but to be fair, to be fair to spiders, once they are done morphing, Marco's pretty into the wolf spider morph. Yeah. He says, as soon as I felt the edge of that spider brain, I knew this boy was trouble. (laughs) So Marco is happy to be a good spider boy. The only problem is that Marco has been, like, he spent a little while after the phone call talking about... Oh, his anger. Yeah, he's been very angry about um, what happened to his mom, about, like, his dad being in danger now. Um, he's talked about feeling like rage is like, I think he describes it as like a drug. Like it's like he, he gets high on the rage and he can't like make sense of things. So he does lose himself in the spider morph for a little while because the spider is a killer. Um, like almost eats a a bug. A roach, I think. Yeah. So, um, that's not great, but then it's okay. He like, like Axe is just kind of like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. we got a thing to do. And, and like, Axe is even saying, like, we morphed this same spider. I don't know how you're having right. trouble controlling it. And then he says, like, right. sometimes I worry about you humans. Oh, <laughs> Which, Axe. Axe. 
Like, so yeah, I think, I don't know if it's just that Axe is naturally less susceptible to morph mm-hmm. minds or if he's just been doing it longer so he's like more used to it or if he or just maybe it's is... more maybe it's that uh, andalites aren't predators at all yeah. maybe it's that they are total herbivores so he's not aligned with it but also you're right marco does have this emotional yeah. weight going into it yeah um, and i was trying for a while i was trying to convince myself that that's the that's what continues throughout this book is this like yeah. rage can incite you to violence that you later regret but i don't think eric's is about rage so much as it's about like wanting to do something for the right reasons yeah. and then suddenly discovering your way in over your head. Like, they're, but they're like, some things that almost tie together in, like, a cohesive theme, but it's not really character mm-hmm. growth. It's just kind of yeah. stuff happening. Because, like, in the beginning, Marco describes um, controllers as, like, machines. So I was trying to figure That's out true. if that meant he, like, because later on, there's stuff with the, um, the chi being machines, but I don't, I just don't feel like it ties together the way I want yeah. it to. Right, like, there's almost something here about free will yeah, and about choice almost. and about, like, <laughs> owning, taking responsibility for what you do, um, but it's not quite there. Yeah, so um, so they, they crawl along as spiders because they know there's a sharing event. I think it's the, the water skiing event. Yeah. Um, so they're, like, crawling along on the forest floor trying to find trying to find um, Eric to, like, look at him with their, their special spider eyes. Um and after a lot of like scrambling around on the floor, they finally see him, and and the the image on the inside book cover of this book um, <laughs> is when they see him. And when we oh, first, it's so good. <laughs> well, before we started rereading, we started looking at some of the inside book covers just to like see what we remember, and also just kind of like mm. to look at them. <laughs> when we saw this book cover. I was so confused. <laughs> Me too. Um, like you should look. It's it a up. beautiful. You should really look it up. It's not a cross section. It's like an X-ray view of a of two boy legs, and inside those boy legs are metal dog legs, yeah. and below them is like a clearly pasted in spider, yeah. just like hanging out, hanging out with this dog droid. I was like the detail that he's wearing, like like little like cut off jorts. Oh, like jorts, yeah. <laughs> like, I do. I really like that. This is like this is a droid. This is an android wearing people clothes. Yeah, just because. Because I think. We were, Why couldn't the hologram include the people clothes also? Like, I don't understand where this falls to pieces. Because, like, we were trying to remember the chi, and I had no memory of them before. Um, and I was them. very wrong about their origins and where they came in. I mean, when Carrie started describing them as robot dogs, I was picturing K-9 from oh. Doctor Who. Um, so I, this at least oh, makes more cute. sense. <laughs> but, yeah, now my mental image is, like, crow, from, crow um, crossed with an iMac yeah. now that you brought that up. <laughs> iMac body. Um, so yes, they see this leg. <laughs> they, they oh, he's... A leg. And then I think Axe even says, like, oh, I think your friend is an android. In which right. case, I'm just like, Axe! <laughs> like, Why didn't you bring that up before, my friend? You could just make a list of all the robotic things you know about. <laughs> like, right. All the things with you holograms. You would hit android pretty quickly, I think, on that list. <sighs> so, um, so they realize that he's an android, and they're scuttling along, and mm. Marco gets, like, picked up by a bird... No, no. Well, yes, but he just gets eaten, right? Yeah, like he gets, immediately like, eaten. eaten. Like the beak comes down and then he's eaten. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible, it's and I don't understand why sudden. it happened. Yeah, because yeah. they were on the ground. I don't know if birds can see spiders walking on the ground. We need a bird facts book to tell us this. Maybe it was sitting on the ground and it saw him. Anyway, so he's almost getting swallowed by a bird. No big deal. Um, so he like morphs out to like you know not get swallowed. 
And he's like, yeah, he he rips out this bird's throat. Yeah. It's very bad. Like, it's very bad. And he's like a half spider boy falling through the sky with like bird gore on him. Oh. He's awful. And he like lands and he's okay. Um, but well, you know, relatively yeah. speaking. And but then Eric is there and. He, oh, you should comment on Eric's first line since it made you so happy before. <laughs> Wait, is, is this when he says that Marco's hair is different? <laughs> This is the first thing he says is, Marco, didn't you have used to have longer hair? (laughs) I didn't realize, like, I forgot that it was his first line. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah, so Eric sees Marco, and he's like, oh, there he is. And, like, the rest of the sharing guys are, like, looking around for... Andalite bandits? I'm not sure. Yeah. I guess well, because because Marco, while he was in this bird's throat, was screaming oh, like yeah. on broadband thought speak. So everyone within like a, a mile yeah. radius heard just a teen screaming as he was being. I can't even talk about it. It's bad. Yeah. Um. So Marco thinks like it's all over. Like Eric must be a controller. He's going to get him. But then Eric leads them off the trail and like like keeps Marco safe. Um. Then tells Marco to come over to his house sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we should have a play date. Yeah. It's been too long. Because um, he's like, oh, like, I thought the Andalite bandits might be humans. So. Okay. He also really, really casually just throws out that he's several hundred years old yeah. and, like, saw Shakespeare performed yeah. at the original Globe Theater. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is, like, one of the things yeah, that no, that's, I, that's about where I'm at, this too. This is, like, one of the things with this character where, like, I think it's interesting that he is a robot that's lived that long. I think it's interesting that he's had those experiences. But the way that he acts is so weird because it's definitely like, yeah. as a plot point, I have to mention this to remind you mm-hmm. that I am a robot. Where right. it's just and I, like, no one, like, is he supposed to be trying to tell Marco that he's not a human? Because you could just say that. You could just say, I'm an android. And, you know, I, I'm a creature made entirely of weak points and sad sentient robots yeah. are definitely one of them. But this, oh, was, yeah. this was a weak opener for a sad sentient robot boy. I went in, Sad sentient teen <laughs> android. Like, how much better can you get? I went in wanting to like this character, but I just felt like he yeah. was mostly, like, there was some stuff near the end that I liked about him, but he's mostly like a right. plot point, which made it hard for me to care about him. Yeah, no, I also, despite how sorrowful he is, and despite his big sacrifice that he makes for the uh, Animorphs at the end of this book, um, I couldn't, I don't know, I don't know, I felt really bad for him, but on an abstract level, and not a, I care about this person as a character, and more, this is a sad situation, and I recognize that you want me to think that, so okay, I do, I'm easy. Yeah, so, um, so they go home, and they're trying to decide if they're gonna go to Erica's house for a play date. Yep. Um, and there is a there's a really tough part where Marco is talking to his dad and oh, his dad yeah. his dad is saying like something about how like oh yeah me and my me and your mother like we would fight sometimes we were having some tough times but like that year and a half before she went missing was so good we were so happy uh, like everything was calm it was great like I forget why he's even talking about this but it's just so hard because Marco is like I know that that must have been when she started getting controlled yeah. um, and then Marco's dad is saying basically that there's like one night he woke up and Marco's mom was awake, like she just woken up from a nightmare, and she, and she tells him um, to not take a military job at his yeah. at his workplace, and and he she said, says she says they won't take you yeah. if you stay away from whatever this job is. Yeah, and and I think he says that she sounded like she was speaking from the bottom of a well or something like something Ugh. really evocative or is like oh this is really this is really scary and like 
Like, and I think he was saying, like, oh, I thought it was just, like, it, it was just a nightmare, but I always kind of listened to it because it felt like she really wanted me to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And Mark was having this fridge horror moment yeah. of, like, oh, my God, that was my real mom. That yeah. was my real mom buried under how many layers of your controlling, like, breaking through yeah. to say this one last thing. Like, probably the last thing she's yeah. ever said to my dad. And it's, like, not even something about trying to save herself because she, like, gave yeah. up. It was just, She knows like, she can't. Oh, it was awful. Um, so, yeah, that was... That was great. Um, yeah. So I think he brings that up because he was thinking about secret NASA was yeah. going to put him on like this. So Matcom is like secret Apple or secret Microsoft. Matcom yeah. is a fake computer company. Um, so Matcom was thinking about contracting him out for a project. So there, Marco's understandably after Tom's phone call, obviously concerned that it's a, sh- a controller front yeah. and trying to talk him out of it. Or like a military job that the controller. Yeah, you're would, right. Yeah, something like it's something where his dad would have a huge target on him as soon as he took the right. job. Um, um, so I think, so that's just a cute little <laughs> interlude into how terrible um, the Yorks are. Um, I think this is kind of what, this kind of is making Marco want to talk to Eric and see what um, he has to say. So I guess that's... Um, part of the emotional journey but i don't know so, so they go to <laughs> they go to eric's house and and rachel's like on standby outside ready to morph to a bear if they need like backup yeah um marco and jake and and um axe in human morph and go, cassie oh and cassie they all go inside of eric's nice house they go into an elevator they go underground and then they go into like an underground alien dog park. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like all dogs go to heaven, except heaven is this underground android playpen. It's really good. And I do like it's a beautiful park. It's so cute. And I like that um one of the Chi sees um Cassie like petting one of their dogs. Oh, petting one of their one of their real dogs. Yeah, because not they have not pet like dogs. robot dogs. Yeah. In addition to being like dog robots, they have pet dogs. They love dogs. Uh-huh. Um and then Cassie's like like going like, Oh, it's so cute. And then the cheese like, Oh, like, do you like dogs? And Cassie's like, <laughs> If I could be reborn, I would want to be a dog. And they're like, Yes, we like you. <laughs> <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> and then also when they find oh. out that they're animorphs, I think Jake mentions that he morphed into a dog, or they saw him. Oh, it's because because Eric is like, oh, I thought those dogs might be right, Andalites. might be Andalites. Like, okay, what was weird about them? They were pretty convincing dogs, I thought. But. Um, and then they're like, oh, what what is it like to actually be a dog? And Jake is like, it Aww. is truly cool. Anyway, we have to ask you some questions. <laughs> oh, but I'm glad they get a, a first uh, a first muzzle, first hand account yeah. of yes, it is great to be a dog. Yeah. So I do, I do love oh, that it. It is robots truly cool. What a good line. Yeah, they're robots whose like creators were dogs, and then they put the creator souls in dog bodies, and now they have their creators as pets, kind of maybe yeah. question mark. Because because they were like, oh, dogs are like the our joy. Like this is the yeah. last remaining memory of the Pamelites. So yeah. I guess that's nice. And that's yeah, and that's really that's the essence of the the Pamelites is is joy, is play. That's what they when they break down like here's what we are, here's who created us, they go on and on about so these Pamelites which are like four feet tall dogs with long floppy ears also <laughs> spent their entire time like playing and come up with coming up with new ways to play because they were so advanced that they had just moved past like a need for violence or a need for war. Yeah, so they go through the and whole it, spiel on Pimalites. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me wonder why they never reached out to the Andalites, yeah. too. First first of all, is there, like, 
a suffix lights that used yeah. for that is used for some right. alien species. What's up with that? And also, like the Andalites were so lonely. Yeah. And I don't know if like was the timeline wrong for Andalites to be traveling around the universe when the Peem lights were still around because it seems like the Yerk thing could have been avoided yeah. if the Andalites has had like one play group, like yeah. one peer to run around space with. Because I could see how, like, currently they might not like the Andalites, because, like, right, right now they're at war. But, like, right. 50,000 years ago, which is when they came to Earth, they could send out right. a signal and be like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up, guys? <laughs> come to our come to our robot joke barbecue. It's gonna be lit. Come see our dogs! <laughs> <laughs> come see our dogs! Oh, we got a robot to tell a joke! Please come appreciate this with us. We're gonna be partying for literally a year. You can make it here in time. Yeah, I, I don't understand. So... Um, they go through all this stuff about the Chi and the Pamelite's history. Um, and, and again, it, it's all secondhand, yeah. which I think was what was kind of driving, like, the lack of connection yeah. with the Pamelites. Because it's, it's a very sad story, but it's all, like, there are no Pamelites there to tell it to you firsthand. It's like a secondhand accounting of what yeah. happened. It's also like they're in a weird, like, they're in a weird setting and they only just met this yeah. kid. We don't know much about him. He doesn't seem to have too much, like, he has sort of an emotional reaction. But if, like, if he was a kid who we spent, like, at least a book seeing a little bit, like, we would yeah. sort of be like, oh, like, because we care about him, we care about him caring about this, but instead it's just <laughs> kind of this weird kid telling us about his dog family. Oh. Um, so, basically, oh. they're the last six Chi, um, and they've been on Earth, they keep... Um, Are there really only six? Yeah, I think he said it was just I totally missed that detail, oh my gosh. Because I think they said they're, maybe, they're in a group of six anyway, but there aren't that many mm-hmm. left, and there are no Pamelites, they died of, like, germ um, warfare. Yeah. Um, they smelled too much trash. It was tragic. No, it was it was actually tragic. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it, like it, it was actually it's like very sad, but also like I just just disconnected from all of it. Yeah. Um. So he's saying like, well, we spent like many many years. We've spent millennia on Earth, I guess. Mm-hmm. We've we've like we let our holograms age, and then we have new ones. Like it was a better setup for a bunch of immortals on Earth than Twilight. That's <laughs> cool. Um. <laughs> So they tell them that when they say like their problem is that they can't, they 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 are they are nonviolent by nature. Like they can't fight. Um, just like the, the Pamelites couldn't. Yeah, fake they have to like fight. they have like the Asimov laws of robotics. Yeah. Things like they can't harm any living beings. So like so they so Eric specifically wants to be able to fight back against the Yerks. Not because he thinks it's a good cause, no. but because dogs can't survive without humans, yeah. so I guess we have yeah. to save them. Like, I do, I do really like the idea that they're, they're like, if they, like, they came to Earth and they only care about dogs. Like, I do like yeah. that angle, but something about, like, some of his laws of, like, he wants to fight, but he can't, where I'm like, with the Pimalites, I understand why they didn't fight back, because they, it didn't occur to them to fight, because right. they're just, like, not like that. But, like, Eric wants to fight. I don't understand what's mm-hmm. stopping him. And right. then there's also a discussion later about, like, because, like, Rachel's like, they've been gone for a long time. And she, she, like, morphs into a grizzly to try to, like, break them <laughs> out. And, like, one of Eric's, like, I think it's, like, Eric's, like, dad. Fake dad. Yeah. Fake dad, dad picks her up and restrains her. Just hugs her, gives her a bear hug. And they're like, how come you can, like, restrain her but you can't fight? And they're like, oh, well, he would, like, rather. It's a technicality. He'd rather break yes. himself down. Then I'm like, there's just, like, so, like, things about this. Like, I'm like, I. Because the rest of them don't want to fight, so that makes sense right. to me. But Eric wants to fight, but he can't, so he wants yeah. 
So basically, it's like the Yurks have this Pamelite crystal that they they got in a cool bargain <laughs> a while back. <laughs> um, oh. They got a good deal on this crystal, and they're going to use it to... <laughs> Um, I think this is the, the the job that Marco's dad might end up getting because I think yeah. partly because like um, of Axe's program that like got deleted or whatever. So they I think they have eyes on him. Um, so they they're going to like the fast track whiz kid yeah. who set up this massive telescope telescope yep telescope, <laughs> telescope. program telescope. <laughs> so they're they're going to use this crystal to reprogram all Earth computers and destroy them. <laughs> This is also oh, like of that all was the good. The yeah, no, it's, it's it. They're gonna rewrite all computers on the planet with a computer bomb. Yeah. So I mean, that would be bad. I don't know, but... right? But not not as bad as like if we were in a world where everyone had like cyber implants. I can see that as being like yeah. a game changer. But here it's just like you know, it's the late nineties. Like we could probably <laughs> start over and it would be okay. And but also, no, like don't the Yerks need? some kind of like i don't know how they organize the sharing but like wouldn't they also need like there's just like a lot of questions i had with like the right. evil plants going on in this book but anyway. right and that was that was naive like computers have been part of our infrastructure for years and i shouldn't yeah, agree no, like, like the an, strong efforts of like the moon landing and things like but, that like, on but. an individual level i don't understand like I, I guess they're thinking like oh then we could take over governments because like everything would be in turmoil um mm-hmm. but would they? Like, I feel like it's too early for them to do this. Like, this is yeah. something you do once you have a bunch of countries controlled. But, but I don't right. know. But here they have, like, an outpost in California, and yeah. maybe that's it so far. Like, we don't know about the rest of the planet androids. Uh, Animorphs. Sorry. <laughs> too many words. So, anyway, so, but the the Chi want this. Well, Eric specifically. Eric wants Pretty this. much only Eric. Yeah. yeah. He wants to be able to program, reprogram himself into being um, able to be violent because he wants to fight back um the other the other chi don't agree um but eric is like i need to fight back i'm very like they're the chi are very strong because they were programmed on a planet with different gravity or something so it's like superman (laughs) Superman. yeah Yeah, exactly the red sun yeah um so red sun guard dog droids (laughs) yeah so so yeah he wants this and the animorphs have like a bunch they're just like trying to decide like is it is this ethical to help him right and i don't like i feel like it wasn't set up to be a decision that felt weighty on either side. Like, it just felt like, yeah, yeah he wants to. Like, I mean, what What do you know? You're a 12-year-old. <laughs> Let him fight. Let the boy fight. It's yeah. not like you know that much more than him, or it's not like you were mm-hmm. that much more, like, suited for it. And you don't know about how, like, they don't know about how the chief function. Like, later on, we find out the repercussions of being violent that the chief has. Right. But, like, the Animorphs don't know that. Like, the only per- like. If anything, Eric has a more informed decision that he's trying to make yeah. with this. So I don't understand why these kids are being forced to decide if it's, like, ethical or right to allow him to be violent. Because, like, they didn't make them. <laughs> um, but, like, Eric is trying to, like, argue that, like, oh, if we could reprogram ourselves, we would help you and we would be really great in this fight against the Yurks. We want to protect the planet for the dogs. Right. Um, stuff like Which, that. Which, again, that sounds super appealing on a surface level, yeah. right? Like, yeah. get these kids, an adult, get these kids some help in any yeah. possible way they can. Uh, so, um, so, yeah. And I also, I didn't quite buy maybe Cassie. Like, Cassie is obviously thinking we don't, we shouldn't do this. Like, it's it's like Axe's Dilemma from a couple books ago yeah. of a thousand years from now. Like, do they want to remember, will we re- be remembered as the ones who brought violence to a peaceful species but Tobias straight up flips sides of the argument from where he landed during Cassie's book and is suddenly like, despite having spent almost the entirety of that book arguing like we're predators, it's in our nature, he suddenly explicitly says, no, we can't do this to them. Yeah. 
I don't. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe this book was meant to be thrown in like at some other point in the yeah. cycle and had to get shifted back. Yeah. So they spent a long time agonizing about what to do, um, and Marco is really pushing for doing it partly because his dad is in danger, and he sort of tells right. them like, guys, like I I want to protect my dad, so like I can't be like objective about this. Um, so after a long time, they decide like, okay, I guess we'll do it. And Eric is like, I'll call you guys later when I have everything set up, like, (laughs) which is kind of adorable. Um, cause it's like the crystal is in a dark place. That's like very, this this was an absurd security setup also. Right. So like it's set up in a perfectly dark room because they've decided that light is the most dangerous thing. So if light enters the room for even a second, even like a single photon, a million alarms will be triggered. But like not motion. Yeah. Motion doesn't set off any alarms in the room. It's just light. I think And were... instead of doing like lasers, they're just yeah. wires strung throughout the room. It's oh, just wires. Wait, they were wires? I thought they were yeah. lasers. I thought they were dodging lasers. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, maybe wow. they are. Maybe maybe I like no. in my haste to be angry at this setup uh, walked it backwards a couple steps. Because I, I, I got angry that they didn't have, like, cool invisible lasers to dodge and, like, let them keep the lights on in this room so they can see what's happening. Well, actually, I don't but, know. Because we know that they, they end up morphing a bat to get into this yeah. room because they can echolocate so they can go in the dark. Um, and they, they spend a lot of time dodging something. Which, something. Which I thought were something lasers, thin. but it makes more sense for them to be wires now that <laughs> I think about it. Um Oh, well, you, like me, understood that a better security setup yeah. would have had lasers yeah, in it. It's like absurd. A, like a Charlie's also, Angel, like... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, let's backflip through these lasers, Sitch. Um, but imagine instead, please take a moment to imagine the poor controllers whose job it was to, like, <laughs> cross the room with thumbtacks, <laughs> arranging wires around this beautiful crystal to Visser 3's satisfaction. I also... We don't see oh, Visser 3 Moment of book, silence. Because he's still smelly, he's still right? Smelly. <laughs> Um, but we, we do see, like, a, a lower, a lower down tier. Because, like, yeah. there's, like, a bug adventure where the animals sneak in. Like, whatever. I don't care. Um, nope. No, it, let's just skip straight through that. Yeah. Um, they, they morph into bats, and they're, like, in this room. They're trying to, like, fly around lasers or strings or something. Laser wires, yeah. Um, they get to the crystal, and then they realize, hey... Our morphs can't pick up this thing. Oh my goodness. Which I'm like, I guess in their defense, they were rushed on this mission because I think Eric right. was suddenly like... Eric called them a week early and was like, they're going to step up the security, yeah. which I think is a setup for like the, the Gleet biofilters that come in later, but... Interesting. Which would have been the perfect security solution yeah. here, but no dice. So they... So they like are like, I don't know what to do. Um, And then the... like. Like, Mr. Three's crony, who's in charge here, shows up with a bunch of Hork-Bajir and stuff. Yeah, they all morph battle morphs, yeah. and, like, Marco picks up the crystal, his and they little... run out of run out of the dark room. And um, his little gorilla hand. Yeah, and then poor Eric is, like, outside watching this happen, unable to do anything. <laughs> which I felt bad for him, but so they have Me a big too. fight. Um, it's gross. There's a bunch of, like... Battle oh, yeah, this was bad. This was really bad. Marco gets stabbed in the heart. Marco yeah. can see his own guts. Yeah. He's it's got, like, not a good time. It's a, a bad time. He's got a straight-up hole in his gorilla body, and oh, it's awful. Oh, no. Um, and once again, he can feel himself dying, because, like, before no. when he was in the bird mouth, he feels himself dying, and he specifically can't remember how to morph himself back, and he thinks of his mom, and that's the key. So this yeah. time he's almost dying, and he's he's also unable to, like, morph back because he's so, like, traumatized and in shock. Um, but he, so the last thing he does before he passes out is punch punch through yeah. a hole punch a hole in the window and hand Eric the crystal. Yeah. 
And then he passes out and yeah. like he dies basically, yeah. like his heart stops. It's awful. And also before this, I like that I do like that Mr. Three's crony is excited that if she captures them, she'll like oh, yeah. she'll raise a couple <laughs> levels. And, like I, because Yerks love bureaucracy love and they love promotions so much. Um. Anyway, so Marco's uh dead, but they what we find out when he wakes up is that he um Eric was well, able he, to, to shock his heart back. Yeah, he wakes up and. Everyone is crying. Yeah. He wakes up and Cassie's crying and Rachel's crying and Eric is crying little hologram tears oh, off in a corner and like won't look at any of them. Yeah. So Marco's like, hey y'all, <laughs> what happened while I was dead? Yeah, I think Mar- Marco is even like basically prepared to die. So he was obviously not, yeah. he was surprised at being uh, awake and human mm-hmm. again. Um, but yeah, everyone's crying. And basically what happened was that Eric did program himself very quickly. I don't know how that works. <laughs> very efficiently, Because I thought it would take time, but apparently... No, but he went away. zero to murder in, like, two seconds flat. Um, and apparently Eric killed everyone in the... Like, two dozen hork and, like, a and dozen humans. Yeah. Um, and and got everyone out, and he had to, like, he had to reattach Axe's arm, uh, which is rough. Um, yeah, not, not nice. And again, like... I guess Axe couldn't demorph and remorph, or like remorph and demorph to fix that. So maybe eventually they'll resolve if morphing can fix like your original body's problems. Yeah, like actually, we were talking about this on the Facebook group, and I think yeah. what someone pointed out was that um, when it's maybe when it's your own body, you can't do it. Like mm-hmm. maybe like you can't fix your current DNA, which doesn't really make sense. But <laughs> right, but it does I fit with what's happened so far. We'll see how that changes later on. Yeah. If it does, that was that was an honest question and not an obnoxious like. Yeah, we'll no, see how I that changes. I feel like it might not be something that's ever outright stated. Like I, I yeah. could be wrong, but I don't think so far they've come up with like, a, oh, we already know. Like there's no explanation so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Eric's crying. This is where I did sort of start to have. Um, like, I started feeling bad for him. I actually liked him as a character because I, yeah. I think this is more interesting to me than, like, a smug, ageless robot who's telling them right. about a sad dog life. Right. No, absolutely. I think it's the first time we see him vulnerable yeah. at all. He was so confident earlier on. Yeah. Or, which, I guess, is a generous read of, like, he didn't really have much to him beyond, like, this is my single desire. But yeah. now he's now he's really beaten down. Yeah. And so he's he's traumatized by what he did and like mm-hmm. he's talking to marco and marco is like you know after after a while like you'll start of like you'll start forgetting things it'll help like over time it'll be less vivid yeah. yeah um but but then eric is like i'm an android i can't forget anything i remember yeah. everything um which yeah. is awful but also like the animorphs didn't know that about him like right <laughs> um it, it is just, like, I feel really bad for him, and I am I do like that he basically decides to reprogram himself back to where he was to begin with, and he's never going to do this again. Like, I think that's fair. But I'm also, like, I don't know if it was the wrong choice, because I don't know. Like, there probably is a way to program him with more nuance. Like, yeah. Like, this is what he wanted. It was, like, a monkey's paw thing where, like, he wanted it, and then it was <laughs> the too much. The finger curls down, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just like the whole thing. I was so torn on, but I do like that he, it was like he learned something after, like, all these, like... Yeah, Eric Eric possibly has the most character yeah. growth in this book, I think. Like, I almost wish the book had just been him, even though that would have been weird. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I would have been into that, actually. That would be a like great a, way to get, get a personal stake in this yeah. story, as opposed to, like, ooh, a cool action-adventure death romp. And we could have, like, an, an outside POV of the Animorphs. Yeah. But... Oh, man. 
But I like I, I get why they didn't. But it would be, it would have been more interesting. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, no, listen, I'm with you. I'm always down to hear what a dog thinks of yeah. things, and that that extends to dog androids. <laughs> Um, so basically he's saying he's never going to do it again. He's he's traumatized by it. Um, yeah. But he does say, like, I'm going to set up, like, a phone like number. Like a dead drop. Yeah. yeah. So if, if I have information for you, I can get it to you. Um, so it's like he's – it's not that he's never going to help him again. It's that he can't help him like this and he needs to go, like, limp off and Yeah. And look at, look at a sunset and snuggle with some dogs yeah. for maybe 100 million uh, years. Yeah. So – um, and then Marco is saying like, oh yeah, for me, I can start to forget. And then I thought that might be the end of the book and I was horrified, but there's one more mm-hmm. yes. bonkers chapter. <laughs> oh, I, I liked this chapter a whole lot, I, but it was, it was something. I, it was like, I almost liked it because I do like it opens with like a little bit later, I guess a couple days later, Marco and Jake are hanging by the beach um, mm-hmm. and they're playing with Homer and they're having like a nice time for once. Um, they're, yeah, they're playing frisbee with a dog on the beach. That's okay. That and the weirdness of it are the two yeah. things that I really liked about this chapter. <laughs> One, they have a good time. Two, there's some interesting strangeness. Yeah, I, I, I keep going back and forth in how I feel about the strangeness of this part because it's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of cool in a super weird way. But it's also yeah. like it comes out of nowhere where it's like Marco still has the Pamelite crystal because um, Eric did not. Eric want it back. gave it back to him. Yeah, um, understandably, he did not want this back. Um, so Marco's like, I don't know what to do with this because the Yurks want it, um, but like I don't, I don't know if I should destroy it. Like I don't know what to do with it. And they're playing with Homer, and then and Homer's playing with a couple of other dogs. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he Marco holds up the crystal. I don't know why. He like in a, in a dramatic moment, you know, yeah. like you gotta let the sun hit it just in the right yeah. way so you can get like a lens flare on your <laughs> face cool in the shot. in the animated movie of this. Yeah. yeah. So he he holds up the crystal, and then all of a sudden, all the dogs. <laughs> turn to look at him they all run straight up to him and like look him dead in the eyes and then he like gives it to homer and he and the other dogs run out into the ocean and throw it into the ocean (laughs) and (laughs) oh and then marco's just and that's it yeah marco's like well that's probably for the best maybe when it resurfaces (laughs) humans will know what to do with it i'm like are you kidding what just (laughs) happened dogs are like tuned into this crystal like i thought they were just like like I was already, like, not, like, because there's a certain amount of science in these books, right? Like, there's a certain amount of, like, it's not really mythology. It's um, based on science. It's not, it's not real science, but there's, there's, like, you know, like, there's an attempt, and, you know, there's, like, this is this thing to explain the morphing. So with dogs, I'm just like, but we know how dogs came to be. We know that humans train them. Like, this is, like, a historical fact. Um, (laughs) So that was already strange to me. And then it's also like, oh no, they're also not just animals; they're like grafted. They're pemolite. They're secret pemolite souls. So they yeah. can. So like, so the pemolite, the pemolite part of them, sub like knows this. Recognize the crystal, and then was like, okay, the best thing to do is for me to throw this in the ocean. I guess. Like, like the, there's a there's a lot of hand waving the happening there. In their brains, surfaced as a full urge to toss a crystal, which was presumably like synthetically made into the ocean <laughs> like what's going on <laughs> it's like or or these three dogs thought it would be fun to take a ball in the ocean and they forgot it because they're dogs <laughs> like, like either way i wish it was like slightly more uh unclear on if the dogs were <laughs> you like operating yeah. on another level <laughs> yeah that's fair but no even marco comes out and straight up says like i thought i saw some intelligence in their dog eyes <laughs> so it's it's a little heavy-handed and laid on thick for books that usually 
are careful to say, like, this could be your world, this could be you. Yeah. Maybe that's why it feels weird, yeah. is that it breaks the, like, the conceit of all of this could happen to you. And it's like, no, I, I know how dogs work. Yeah. Like, I promise. Trust yeah. me on this one. I think that's it, because it's like, there's a certain level of, like, given the real world, what if aliens right. are real? Not right. given a world where given some a things weird, are aliens yeah. already. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I just think something about, like, if even just knowing that Pima Lights helped um, domesticate dogs. That would be yeah. like, oh yes, we came to Earth and we helped teach your your primitive Earth hunters how to. <laughs> like even that would be like, okay, yeah, okay, right, but right, sure. Like, like you you like wolves, I buy it. But yeah, this, no, this like, is a whole like, other level. They have like Pamelite instincts into mm-hmm. their brains that are uh, just... maybe okay, maybe maybe the alternate universe where Rachel is evil. Maybe that's the world where the Pamelites didn't come. To Earth. <laughs> Maybe that's the world where dogs are just dogs and they never met Eric and everyone is much sadder because of it in the long run. But you're right. In the short run, it breaks the fiction of like, all this could happen to you, teen, reading this book. Because you're like, no, no, I know what's up with dogs. I do like, like the image of the dogs all turning to look at the crystal is very cool. Yeah, that's that's a powerful drawing. I think it was them picking it up and throwing it in the ocean. It was like breaking (laughs) for me. Like them just sort of reacting to look at it was interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was the end of the work, which was completely bizarre. But I I liked parts of it, so I'm not going to say that it was like a terrible book, but I had trouble with it. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, me too. Um, Yeah, I I think the next one... I peeked ahead at the first couple pages, and I think it also has a weird sci-fi mystery going mm. on at the heart of it, but I didn't get deep into it enough to anticipate whether this is going to be another heavy-on-the-action-adventure, less-so-on-the-emotion-and-drama-of-it book. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to hope the next one is a fun adventure, if it's an adventure. Me too. Me- a beach adventure. Like, they just hang out with the dogs on the beach for a whole book. Would that be too much to That'd ask? That would be adorable. <laughs> it would be precious. I would absolutely read that. If that book came out today, I would buy it. So, uh, I'm waiting. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Adam Warps. <laughs> Come on, like, book writers of America. We want oh, this. Dog times. Good dog times. Okay. So okay. I think that's about it. I think that's, yeah, that's all we've got to say about book 10, The Android. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at at Morph Club Cast. Um, mm-hmm. Use the hashtag Morph Club Cast if you want to talk about us or you can at us. Um, or you can come join us in our Facebook Morph Club Clubhouse, which yes. is also Morph Club Cast on Facebook. I'm already, that is a good, good group and I love it. I'm already so excited to post this book cover when... Oh, yes, the with this dog leg. Me too. In, <laughs> in like two weeks, it's yeah. going to be a minute. <laughs> But um, I'm already excited about that. <laughs> um, I do have a minor programming note. Next week, we won't be reading a book. We're going to be watching the first five episodes of the Animorphs TV show, um, which are available on Netflix, U.S. and Canada. Um, we know for a fact. Um, so I hope you enjoy watching that and listening to us flail about how it's not so good. So um, I'm Megan. I'm Carrie. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.